Live. If you're visiting or joining us online, we'd like to say a big hello to you. If you're listening by podcast, we want to just say, hey, if you're ever in our area, do come and join us for a service. We would love to have you here. And if the messages have blessed you anyway, write and let us know. We would love to hear from you. Big hello. Come on, church. Let's just say welcome to those who are watching our sermons wherever you are in the world. Now, October Fire is coming up. Don't miss next week. It's going to be awesome, Pastor uh, Jedediah. But here's what we're doing. Right through, it's, I used to call it Hot October. And they're like, no, not Hot October. It's a October Fire. I've got to get this right. But, but really, we want to do something a little. We're changing it up. And we're doing all through the month of October, 10 a.m. services. We're joining and combining. Why? Because this is the first time in a very long time that we have guest speakers, one after the other. And Sons of Korah coming. So we've got Jedediah. Then we've got Pastor Andre. Olafia from uh, South Africa, coming from Rivers Church. Then we've got Pastor Prem from uh, India, and then Sons of Korah from Australia. And so we're like, rather than just, uh, um, uh, again, just doing, giving 30-minute slots, I want to give them a longer time to do their thing. But I also thought it would be great for us to just get together and do something different. Turn to the person next to you and say, I love it when Pastor changes it up. Come on. So we're just changing up. We're going to pack the, every chair we have in the building because we actually, I don't know how we're going to all fit in here, but we're going to do it somehow. Every chair we have in the building, we will uh, uh, put it all in and, and just grab it. We're still going to do our 8 a.m. service, still doing the 8 a.m. service, but we are going to pack this place. And next week, we're going to let Jedediah loose. And so I want you to invite a friend, even invite somebody you don't like. I don't care who it is. Just invite, invite anybody and everybody. Let people find Christ here. And he's a guy who preaches to thousands. These whole nations uh, are changed. So that maybe this is a great time to bring someone who doesn't know uh, Christ and let's see what God can do. And we've got the kids will have their own program out there. We won't bring all the kids in because just, there's just going to be no room. So we're bouncy castles. We've got donut trucks coming. Come on. Who loves donuts? Come on, Emma. And thank you. The rest of you are lying. Come on. Uh, we love donuts. We've got donuts. We've got extra coffee carts coming just to handle all the people. So it will be absolutely cool. Here we are. Ir irresistible part two. Part one's online. If you missed it, watch it because it's good. Well, I think so anyway. The scripture we are preaching from is Ephesians 5.15 from The Voice. Not a version we use a lot, but it says this. So be careful how you live. Watch how you live. Don't just live however you want. Be careful how you live. Be mindful of your steps. Watch how you walk. Don't run around like idiots. Idiots. I don't know what idiots are, but, but also idiots. Don't run around like idiots. Don't you just love the Bible? It's calling us idiots. Don't run around like idiots as the rest of the world does. Instead, walk as the wise. This, I love this bit. Make the most. Everybody say make the most. Make the most of every living and breathing moment. Love it. Ephesians chapter 5.15 in the King James or NIV, it goes like this. It says, see then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time. And so we're talking about making the most of the time that we have. Our time is precious. It's valuable, but not always valued. It really is. People say things like, I don't have time. Or, 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 or I'll find time. But the question is, where do we find it? Because lost time is never found. We saw last week, really, what it's actually about. It's more not so much about having time or finding time, but it's really about how do we spend 
the time that you and I have. In a modern day life, we looked at one area, one area where people spend a lot of time. And it's around the whole area of technology. And we pointed out last week, probably a lot of it is on this, our smartphone. For many people, not just out there or not just in other churches, but in here, for many people, they find it irresistible. And we saw that you really can become addicted to your smartphone now, or your mobile device or whatever your device of choice is. Now, I hope you paid attention last week, but you may not have. And the reason I say you may not have is, is because of the effect that smartphones and mobile devices are having on our ability to keep our attention. What do I mean? It's Simply this, in the year 2000, a study by Microsoft reported that the average human had an attention span of 12 seconds. 12 seconds. That's what mobile technology is doing. It's just like, easily distracted. 12 seconds. Gets worse. By 2013, the number had fallen to 8 seconds. But here's the scary bit. According to Microsoft, a goldfish, by comparison, has an average attention of nine seconds. Come on, somebody. <laughs> and you laughed at that Vogel ad with the goldfish going around. <laughs> Somebody's going over. <laughs> yeah, they weren't paying attention. So I'm hoping today that I have got your attention and, and that you have realized that you really can become addicted to that smartphone, to that app, to that to that game. They're designed that way. They're designed to keep you hooked. We said last week that they do the same thing to your brain that drugs do. They stimulate the pleasure center of the brain, and that releases a chemical called dopamine. Obviously not, obviously not with the intensity of heroin, etc., but enough to keep you going back hour after hour after hour. I was just talking to someone and the uh, break between the services, and they're like, I can't believe it, how easily I get distracted. They said, I was just going to the shoe shop. I was just going to the shoe shop at the mall. And I thought, just before I go in, I park my car. Just before I go in, I thought, oh, well, I'll just check my phone. How many found themselves just checking their phone only to find half an hour later you're still? Come on, thank you. I see that hand. I see that. I see some of you are just like... And she said, the next minute, I couldn't believe it, half an hour was gone. I, I clicked on something, and up popped up this thing, Songs of the 70s. Do you know them? She's like, I know a few Songs of the 70s. Maybe this is just, it was 50 questions of things. And so she's like, well, yeah, 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 yeah. She obviously knows a lot of songs from the 70s. But she said, before I knew it, I was going in to get shoes, and the next thing, I'm looking at Songs of the 70s. Half an hour is gone. I'm like, what happened? How many have had those moments? Come on, honestly, right now, come on, thank you. Think, I see that hand, I see that hand, I see that hand, I see that hand. That's our life. Somehow it keeps us coming back again and again, because that's how it works. You, you know, maybe you get one question wrong, and then you go, oh, I felt really good when I got one question right, so I'm going to do another question. That's how it works. It could be that game app where, where it's just like, oh, I'm on level 45, I want to get to level 46. Just one more hour. Or online shopping. Online shopping, online shopping, those one-day deals. 
one day deals. I don't know if you've seen that we- that we- website because we certainly have around our house. It's like the <laughs> oh, the courier's turning up again. Who's who's all, uh, uh, yeah, one day deal? <laughs> come on, come on. I'm just preaching to fix our home. I'm just uh, come on. Just, uh, I mean, I go, well, one day deals. So the van's pulling up. Like, you know, it's just like that feeling you get when you got a one day. Oh, there's only fifty of these to go. You've got to get a discount, and you've got a fifty percent discount if you can buy. Boom, t- done it cha-ching or that rush you get when 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 50 people like your like your post and it's like or or your snapchat or your little video that you you put on it's like what else can i put on now to get another likesies (laughs) i mean the whole thing's designed to keep you even good stuff like fitness apps Fitness apps. I mean, I've got this thing. It, it tells me how many steps I'm doing. And, and, but here's the thing. It's, it's so addictive because I keep checking how many steps I'm doing. And then I want to carry my mobile because I don't want it to miss out on any steps. So I, I, I've literally gone to the lounge and I realized I left the mobile on the And I'm like, oh, that would have been 10 steps. 10 steps. I have to add that to my total. They've designed it in a way that you have to carry it with you. I had someone say to me last week, I remember a day when... Telephones used to hang on the wall. and How many remember those? Come on. Uh, telephones used to have some of you are like, did they really? How did they stick the phone to the wall? I mean, it was just... There was a day when phones just used to hang on the, on the wall in the kitchen or somewhere. And if someone wanted to get in touch with you, they'd keep on ringing. Not only that, if somebody wanted to speak to your daughter, they had to come through you. Come on, somebody. They had to call you. You say, who are you, boy? What's your name? Where you live? You want to come and see my daughter? You come and see, you come and meet me first. Come on, bring it back, somebody. Amen. Hallelujah. Bring it back. Now that boy can just go straight into the girl's bedroom. Through that app, through that thing, and have a talk and whatever. I mean, it's a crazy world that we live in. And the whole way the mobile thing is, is designed, it's designed to keep us hooked. I mean, even the new, the new iPhone, I mean, this is like an old iPhone now, but even the, we're not talking about Android devices, no problem with them. No, 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 but <laughs> thank you, amen. But the, the, the new iPhone, no, we love you even if you're using Android, but the, the, the new iPhone is, is so incredibly smart. That's how they talk, you know. The design of this new phone is incredible. The use, the feel in the hand. It's like it's a phone. It feels so amazing. <laughs> you know, the new iPhone, you don't even have, you had, they had Touch ID. The Touch ID was the last thing. Now you don't even have to touch it. Now the new iPhone 10, you just have to pick it up and it'll say, hello, gorgeous. Mirror, mirror on the wall. Who's the? I mean, that, that's what the new iPhone is. It's doing, it actually it knows your wrinkles. Come on, somebody. It's gonna, and it knows who you are. It just it can identify your 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 face. It, it, because what all of it's trying to do. And last week I picked up my phone and you realized it went on. That's a thing called uh, lift to wake. It's so, so it's almost like saying, pick me up. Come on, use me. It's designed that way to uh, uh, keep us hooked. And because of Smartphones are now more mobile than ever, always carrying the, uh, uh, them with them. That's why it lends itself to addictive behavior. 
Now, it's not just the actual phone. There are many things contributing to this addictive behavior, such as ease of connectivity. What do I mean? When the internet first came, some of you young people, you won't even know this, but when the internet first came, I mean, I remember a day before emails, before someone was taught, I remember walking in India and someone said, oh, they've got the system where they can send a mail and if you write it and it'll go, I was like, really? I was like, that is in, 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 incredible. You, you realize even when we're doing FaceTime and all that type of thing, the only place we could do that when we kids was watching Captain Kirk on the Starship Enterprise do the, uh, do the thing. That's the only place now we, we're doing it. But when the internet first came out, man, it wasn't easy to get connected. You'd have to, how many remember dial-up? I'll see that hand, I'll see that hand. It's like, who thought up that stupid noise? It's like that put, that was not addictive. That would put you off right there. It would take you about two minutes to get connected. Not now. We're in the day of 4G, bro. <laughs> 4G. Not only is we, do we have 4G, we don't have just fast broadband. We have ultra fast. It's not just fast. It's ultra, see, look at the shot. Ultra fast. It's like super duper fast, which means what? Anything we want, good, bad, ugly. It's just a click away. Just a click. Boom. It's there. Back in dial-up days, it could take half a day to download a song. That's not addictive. People like, forget it. Stuff the song. I don't care. It might be good, but it's not that good. Go out and buy the record. It just is way easier. I'm going, what's a record? <laughs> and so because of the, the way we're connected now through technology, our habits are changing. In 2008, adults spent 18 minutes a day on their smartphone. Today, people spend on average three hours, 180 minutes staring at their screen. That's 1,095 hours a year, 65,700 minutes on our mobile phone, picking it up 40 plus times Good day. Whatever you want, whatever you want, is just a click away. And all of this together, these advances in technology, the ease of connectiveness fosters addictive behavior and makes devices like these here irresistible. And as we said... People, when they can't get connection or they can't get Wi-Fi or they can't get connection, they stress out these days. People go, oh, there's no Wi-Fi. You got Wi-Fi? You got connected? You got Wi-Fi? Wi-Fi? You got Wi-Fi? 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 Can't get connected. Cause of stress. Do you know that condition has a name now? Nomophobia. It's got a real name, yes. Nomophobia. Nomophobia is a term describing the fear of being without mobile device. No mobile phobia. It's a term describing the fear of being without a mobile device or beyond mobile contact. In a survey, listen to this. This is incredible to me. I'll bring a picture up. It just says a little bit about it. It says, in a survey regarding smartphones, 46% of people said they couldn't live without their smartphone. I can't live if living is without you. It's an old song. In fact, listen to this. 
Some people, this is true, I've heard this before. In fact, some people would rather suffer a physical injury than injure their phone if given the choice. Wow. 66% said they would rather go shoeless for a week than temporarily release their phone. 77% of teenagers said they reach for their phones more than anything else when nothing is happening. Whoa. And you might be saying, come on, Pastor, it's just a phone. It's just a, it's just a phone. He can take that down, yeah. It's just a phone. No, it's way more than that. It's a supercomputer. It is a supercomputer. Your smartphone has more computing power, listen, than all of NASA's combined. Just This is just your smartphone. Well, maybe not if you've got an Android, but just if you're about your, sorry, I couldn't help it. Your small smartphone has more computing power than all of NASA's combined computing, all of NASA's combined computing in 1969 when they sent a man in a rocket to the moon. Just the clock. Now, i just got to say this. Jeremy, who's a computer guy, he stopped me up. He said, well, Adam, this is not the actual clock on the computer. Because what do I know? I'm just uh, an old guy trying to figure it out. I thought it was talking about the clock. He's like, no, Pastor Adam, it's not the clock. It's the CPU. It's the processing power. Thanks, Jeremy. (laughs) But listen, just the processing power, not the clock. Because I was like, wow, that's a really cool clock. (laughs) But listen, just the processing power of uh, our smartphone is 32,000 600 times faster than the best Apollo-era computers and can can perform instructions 120 million times faster. 120 million times faster. It's not just a phone, friends, for people. It's what connects people to their world, to their friends, to uh, to their life. Do you know in counseling now in the United States, when people, young people come in for counseling and they're talking about that fight that they had with that person and that person really upset me and they really did this to me and it's really got me down and I'm really feeling this way. Do you know they actually have to make sure and stop people during those counseling sessions and ask them now, can you tell me, is this uh, fight that you're talking about, is that something that took place, uh, you know, face-to-face or something ha- that happened, most of it, oh, no, it happened on, uh, online. It happened, it was my friend, and they're, they're over there in this place, and they said this on Facebook, and, what, and, and people, that they have, people are not separating it now. They don't separate out there online and offline life. It all has become one. This is how people connect. This is how they do their life. This is how they find their friends. And so it affects society as a whole, but I'm concerned about how it affects us. As a church, as the people who follow God, because if we're to make the most of every living and breathing moment, how much of our time is wasted on these devices? So I think it affects us. In fact, after the services Last week, I've had, in fact, this has probably been the services I've had the most feedback like ever on, uh, on stuff that has been, been shared. I mean, from Anita getting a text from somebody randomly in the week just going, I'm an addict. I mean, I can't believe it. I've, I've, been, I've spent five hours, 47 minutes on my phone. I can't believe it. I downloaded the app, and it's like it's all of a sudden it's wrecked my life. And, 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 and I, mean, I just can't believe I'm spending that many. I, I never thought. 
to someone else telling me after the service, you know, I, uh, you know, I just, I buy books. <laughs> they, buy, they buy online books. They buy, buy books, and they're good books. They're not bad books. They're good books. They buy, when I buy, I, you know, they're good, you know, self-help and help me to go and next level and all that type of thing. My only problem is I haven't read any of them. I, I just like buying them, and it makes me feel good when I, when I, when I, when I buy them. Buy books. Someone else said to me, Paul, pastor, came and said, oh, I've deleted Snapchat. <laughs> I was just after your sermon. Oh. <laughs> I deleted Snapchat. I deleted Snapchat. They, they, they said, I won't tell you who it is, but they, they, they said, but after I deleted I started wondering, I wonder who's noticed that I've deleted that, and I wonder if they're looking at that, and I'm feeling they're probably sitting there going, oh, I wonder if they're deleting that. And I was just on a real good streak, and I was just like, but maybe, uh, you know. And, and my thing is, is, look, it's fine if you... Delete it, but I said the problem is if just two weeks down the track, you're going, okay, well, I, I've done okay right now. I'm just going to download it one more time. It's like the guy throwing the ciggies away. And then after a couple of weeks going, oh, wow, it's just another packet. It's addictive. It's addictive. Like I said, the person, it wasn't a young person, said to me, I can't believe, I can't, I'm so convicted after this, I, I, I just realized I, 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 I've started Facebooking before I've faced God. Every morning I'm, I'm, I'm getting up and instead of, I used to pray, I used to get up, but now I'm going on the internet and now I'm looking, looking at, and can I, can I just say, say that 62% of all smartphone users immediately grab their phone upon waking up, what about you? Wow. Awkward moment. It affects us, and it will be affecting you. Grace said to me, it's her day off on Monday. Somebody's leaving already. <laughs> it's her day off on Monday, and she said to me, uh, Dad, <laughs> guess how much time I spent on my phone today. And I'm like, Grace, I'm just guessing. I'm like, you just download I said, so Grace, uh, judging by other things I've seen, five hours maybe, I don't know. Uh, she's like, wow, Dad. Really? Five hours? I said, well, I, you, you asked? I just thought I saw. So, yeah, shame. 47 minutes. And I said, well, what were you doing? She said, oh, I was making ear earrings and, and watching YouTube videos on my computer. And I was just like, so I said, Grace, you just, so you're telling me you exchange one screen for another screen. She's like, that's not fair. That's not fair. You, you said cell phone. I'm just using the cell phone. It can be any. I, I don't know. What is your screen of choice? <laughs> to be any area. It can be anything. I don't know what your screen of choice is or your, your app of choice. I don't know whether it's your iPad, your PC, your, your, your Mac, your, your Android, your PlayStation, your Xbox, or maybe even the good old Good old TV, I don't know what app t tickles your appetite. I don't know whether it's like, oh, next flip. <laughs> oh, yeah, that rhymes. Hey, yo, what's up? That's what I like, right? Apps and appetite, did you pick that up? Yeah. Uh, so, so Netflix, you know, things like Netflix, you know. Uh, it's like, do you remember a day, you know, when you wanted to watch your favorite program, you'd have to wait for a whole week? Anyone remember those, that, that you'd have to like, oh, wait, I have to wait for the whole week. Now it's on demand, man. So you can binge, baby, binge. And watch one, oh yeah, oh, it's good. It just finishes, oh, watch another one. And suddenly it's one o'clock in the morning. Ooh, I'm a little bit tired today. Addicted, irresistible. 
I don't know where all that comes from. It just comes. It's a problem. Houston, we have a problem. See, with smartphone users approaching 2.1 billion people, it's potentially a big issue. And you might say to me, but really, Pastor, really, really, can 2.1 billion people be oblivious to the side effects of overuse? Surely society would be telling us to watch out if it was that, that bad. Surely it would be like really obvious. And I just want to say, not necessarily, not necessarily. I don't know if society would pick it up. Why do you say that? Pastor, I'm glad you asked. I'm going to tell you. I say that because in the 1800s, cocaine was legal. Cocaine was legal, and people thought it was the best thing since sliced bread. They used to promote cocaine as a life-enhancing, do-you-good concoction. And, and, and in the 1800s, a chemist named Dr. John Pemberton, Pemberton created a winning formula in Pemberton's French wine cooker. A combination of wine, cola nuts, coca leaves, and the aromatic shrub called danyana. Everybody say danyana. I'll say it with feeling now. Come on, Daniana. Sounds almost Italian. In a newspaper ad advertisement, I don't know whether they had to tell the truth. Probably not back in those days. But this is what he said in 19, 1885. Pemberton said this. French wine coca is endorsed by over 20,000 of the most learned and scientifically minded men in the world. It's a great remedy for anything, any nervous trouble, any mental and physical exhaustion, all chronic diseases, gastric inability, constipation, severe headache, impotency, where all other remedies fail, this will do the job. Amazing stuff. Of course, when prohibition came, he removed the wine, kept the cocaine. <laughs> and of course, because of that, he had to change the name of his company, which he did to Coca-Cola. I've lost my place. <laughs> Coca-Cola. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that was still the wrong place. This is an awkward pause for those watching on television. <laughs> Coca-Cola. And I haven't been taking cocaine, just in case you were wondering. Serving nine milligrams of cocaine per seven-ounce glass. So obviously... As the tremendous adverse effects became apparent, it was banned. And society recognized and became aware that it's a problem. And so if we're, we're hooked, what can we do when it comes to smartphone use? When society doesn't always see it, but if, if we're hooked, what can we do to mitigate this addictive behavior? Because here's the thing is, this is different to substance abuse. This type of addictive behavior is different to substance abuse. It's different than using heroin. What do you, what, what do you mean, pa Pastor? Why? Why? Because, listen, we can do life without cocaine. If you didn't know that. We can, we can do life, but it's hard to do life in today's age without the internet. Every workplace, every bill, every 
uh, place you go to, pretty much we've got to be able to use computers. We pay bills, we communicate, we take photos, we, we, we shop, we exercise, we bank, we listen to music, all of our music is uh, uh, on it. And, and now there's some things where you can't even do anything without going on the internet. For instance, we were trying to do an Indian visa, and India's famous for, you, for bureaucracy, but we had to do Ruben's Indian visa, and the only way it could be done was online. You can't do it any other. So you can live without heroin. You can live without cocaine. But you can't live without the internet. We need it. We read our Bibles on it. It's so much a part of our lives. So the challenge is using the internet and the myriad of devices that are connected to it, really, in a sustainable way. It's managing the resource, not letting the resource manage you. And that's what I'm talking about. So it does not end up affecting our lives in negative ways where gamers are playing for 24-7, not taking a bath, storing up stuff, because it's just, I want to get to that next step. That is not healthy. That's not good. And so I'm saying here, if we're to make the most of every living and breathing moment, if we don't have time and we're trying to find time, here is a great place when it comes to technology to find some, to get some time. And so I want to help you today. I want to give you five things, five things. This goes across all devices, five things that will help you. I've called it five to survive, help you mitigate the effects technology can have. It's addictive, the way it can affect us and its addictiveness. Number one, number one, turn off your notifications. Every device, whatever you have, turn off your notifications. What I'm telling you to do is to live an active life, not a passive life. Again, I'm telling you to be in control of it, not it to be in control of you. Every time you download it, I say, will you allow notifications? And we simply say yes. And what that's meaning is like, we're just going to send you stuff. Ding, 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 ding. Facebook post, Instagram post, Facebook post, email, email, Facebook, email coming from us from all. Ding, ding. Oh, who is it? What is it? And it's continuously interrupting our life. It becomes a distraction. It beca- and so we end up living our lives continuously interrupted. But here's the thing, what happens? When we, don't, when we have those things all the time, do you know we lose the ability to have deep thought? Do you know that every time you're distracted, it takes 25 minutes to get back into deep focus? 25 minutes. So with people getting messages all the time, a lot of people never reach full focus. Never people, and we can see that. They don't reach full focus. So for me, I just keep the calendar and appointments on because I don't want to forget my appointments, my reminders. But all the rest, I turn them off. Tap your neighbor and say, turn them off. He's speaking to you. The second thing is, the second thing is, check your email at set times. Check your email at set times. This is not rocket science. It's pretty simple. But check your email at set times, maybe once or twice a day. Now, if you were looking and I was looking at my neighbor across the road and I would see every 15 minutes he comes out to his letterbox and and has a look like that and goes, oh, no, nothing there. Goes back. I'd say there's something wrong with my neighbor. Yet some of us, that's how we do with our email box. We're going, oh, is there nothing there? Nothing there. Oh, nothing's come. Ding. Oh, I've got some mail. Now, it'd be real weird, of course, if I saw my neighbor doing that in the middle of the night, if he was coming out and checking his mailbox, but some of you are. Yeah, oh, who's emailed me tonight? 
It's one o'clock in the morning. Get off the phone. Make sure you check your emails. Only at certain times. Don't you be in control of it. Don't let it be in control of you. Good preaching, Adam. Thank you very much, everybody. Appreciate it. So number three, that leads to my third point. Turn on, do not disturb. Don't, just, just don't disturb. There's a button. There's a, there are buttons in here. You can find them, and you can make your phone from about 9 o'clock. Just It won't disturb you. It won't ring. No one will ring you. It won't come on. It won't do anything. Just turn on the do not disturb button. And make sure people can't contact. If you need help finding where it is, we can show you. But, 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 but just put that on. You say, but I can't sleep. I can't sleep. I only check my stuff because I can't sleep. <laughs> See how it makes you talk? I mean, I just, I can't sleep. And, and, and the reason you can't sleep is because I want to tell you, the blue light that comes off your phone, it messes with your sleep. There's a chemical your brain produces that helps put you to sleep. It helps put you to sleep. And if it's not, if you don't, if you don't, uh, uh, if you keep flashing your phone in front of your eyes, what it's doing is sending a signal to you saying, wake up, wake up, wake up. I said it before, one of the biggest causes of teenage depression. The fact that they're up all night doing messages, watching, seeing who's, who's doing it, and they're exhausted. It messes up the chemicals in your brain. Tap your neighbor and say, do not disturb. Turn it off. Listen, 77% of millennials use a phone in a mobile device in bed. If that's you, you are prime. Put your phone. Listen, here's something you can do. Why don't you just think about putting your phone in another room? Put it in another room. Put it out of reach. Make it inconvenient for you to get. Number four. Here's another one. Very helpful. I think this is. Number four. Keep it off the table. Keep it off the table. When you're having conversations, when you're having talking with people, turn it outside, put it in your bag. Don't even bring it on the table. When you're having them, your conversations are going to go next level, I'm telling you. Jeremy sent me a photo this week. It was just after I preached. He sent me a photo from the mall. He took some of the boys out to have a nice communal lunch together. He sent me a photo. It had little yellow circles on. I was like, what are those? As I blew it up, he said, look at this. And basically all the guys were there. I just straight after I preached, guys. Come on. At least wait at least an hour. And they're, they're all sitting there on their mobile device having lunch fellowship together, talking to everybody except the people who were there. Come on, somebody. Put it in the bag. Don't bring it on the table. Your conversations will go to another level. Number five, this is a big one. And this is one that I thought, oh, this, oh, this one isn't even mentioned in the book. Here it is. Turn it off. Turn it off. Actually, turn it off. It's actually, do you know they make it quite hard to turn it off? You've got to hold it and... But turn. <laughs> Everything else is easy, but to turn it off, it's like I've got to hold it in, and then I've got to slide. It's like I've got to do. Tap your neighbor and say, "Turn it off." Try it. Try it. Try it for a day. Try it for a week. I I I, I tried it for a, for a, basically half a day this week. I thought I'm just going to. And uh, friends, I want to tell you, I, I it did me good. It did me good. And you never know my, what might happen. I got a letter this week that said this. Hi, Pastor Adam. I just wanted to say a big thank you for last week's message. It really impacted me. So I don't spend hours on my phone, but 
it can be a great tool for procrastination. Oh, yeah, good preaching there. So I was very inspired on Sunday to download Moment and be more intentional about how much time I waste aimlessly scrolling Facebook. An unexpected side effect of being less quick to pick up my phone and fill every spare second staring at it is that I have started hearing God speak to me in those times when I am sitting waiting for the kids to come out of school or waiting for an appointment when I would usually be fully occupied with my phone. I'm someone who prays a lot when I'm driving or working, doing the dishes, but I have realized this week that I do a lot of talking but not so much listening. I am most available to hear the voice of God when I am doing absolutely nothing, which up until now has not been something that happens often. Turn it off. Turn it off. Some of your most creative ideas will come if we fill, constantly fill our mind with something, activity. Turn it off. Your most creative thinking will come by being bored. And allowing God, I've been wanting to write a kid's, as I turned it off this, this week, I've been wanting to write a kid's book for like years. I've had ideas, but as I turned it off, I actually said, I go, I said, ooh, ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was able to write down ideas and, and, and just do that just by not being interrupted and being focused. Turn it off. Why? Because we need to be careful how we live. We need to be mindful of our steps. We're not to run around like everybody else is doing. Instead, we're to make the most of every living and breathing moment. I ask you today, are you busy but not productive? Are you distracted but not engaged? Do you find yourself on your device, whatever, your iPad, your iPhone, your laptop, your Xbox, whatever your device of choice is for hours, even, even in the night and go, where, where did the time go? That device, if so, might be controlling you rather than you controlling it. Irresistible. If you find yourself face booking before face seeing God, then maybe something needs to change. It starts by saying, I got a problem. God, help me make the most of every living and breathing moment. Change me. And all these two messages have done for me is just wake me up to how distracted I can be. And I pray as we've gone through them that maybe they've woken you up to areas of your life I know. But some of us I know have just exchanged one screen for another We've just gone, oh, I'll stay off that because I've loaded moments on that and I'll just start working on this baby. But it's no different. It doesn't matter what screen. It's like, what are we wasting time? Are we redeeming the time? That's my challenge to us as a church. 
Let's give our very. We're called to seek Him first. Seek the kingdom of God and His righteousness. We're to put Him in first place. Let's be ones who do that. Let's not allow this technology, which is a blessing in so many ways, to become a distraction. Making us thinking we're busy, but we're really not achieving anything at all. We're just wasting time. In fact, we're just killing time. That's all we're doing. Say, but Pastor, it's busy. Here's the thing. We all have 24 hours in a day. We all have 60 seconds or 60 minutes in an hour, 60 seconds in a minute. It's just what we do with that time that counts. Amen. And maybe today, just before we close, this might be your time to give your life to Christ. Before I close, I don't want to finish the service without giving people an opportunity to receive Christ. If you're here today and you need to get right with God, maybe we've been speaking, it's like, man, I'm just not right with God. Maybe as we've gone through the set, you felt the Holy Spirit knocking on your door. The Bible says He will knock on the door of our heart, and if we would open our heart, He will come in. You might be saying, well, I... Pastor, I don't know. I'm not sort of ready yet to, to get right. I've got to sort my life out. Friends, here's the good news of the gospel. It's not about sorting your life out. The fact is, it's not about how bad you are. It's about how good God is. It's what He has done for you. So if you're here today and you say, man, I need to get right with God. In a moment, I'm going to pray a prayer. The prayer says, God, just come into my life. Help me to walk in your ways. If you want to be included in that prayer, I'm going to count to three and I want you to just put your hand up and say, that's me, Pastor. Include me in that prayer and we're going to pray a prayer all together. With every head bowed and every eye closed, right across this auditorium, from the front to the back, left to the right. If that's you and you know you need to get right with God today, you just know. Maybe you've walked with Him but you've allowed your relationship with Him to slip. If you're here today and you know you need to get right with God, you need to say yes to Him. You can feel your heart beating now. The Spirit of God is just saying to you, yep, this is your day. This is your time. This is your moment to get right with God wherever you're sitting. I'm going to count to three, and on three, I want you to just put your hand up and say, that's me, Pastor. Would you include me in that prayer? One, God loves you. He died for you so that you can know Him. Two, this is your day to get right with God. If that's you right now, three, just put your hand up and just say, that's me, Pastor. Thank you. Anyone else? Thank you down the back there. Thanks. Anyone else? You, you know you need to get right with God. Just need to sort your life out. Come on. Anyone else? Thank you. Over here. That's right. Thank you. Thank you. Anyone else? You know you need to get right with God today. Amen. Slip those hands down. Let's all pray together. Lord Jesus, I come to you today a sinner in need of a Savior. So, Lord, I say to you, cleanse me of my sin. Wash me. Make me whole. Be the Lord of my life. Come live in my heart. Be the king on the throne of my life. This I ask in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Can you stand up? Can you stand up? Why don't you just put your hands out like this? Lord, I just pray a blessing. On every single person here, a blessing that makes rich and adds no sorrow. Father, let people know God's favor this week. In all that they put their hand to, your grace would be sufficient. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, I receive it. Amen.